Shiganeshaya Namaha Chapter 12 Vaktatunda Pojas Ganesha Jagatkaranam Karananajnyanirupam Suradhim Sugadhim Ganesham Ganesham Jagatvyapinam Vishwavandyam Suresham Parabrahmarupam Ganesham Bajema We worship thee who are the cause of the world, the primal knowledge, the origin of the gods, the origin of bliss, the lord of gunas and the lord of ganas. Thou pervadest the universe and art worshipped by all. Thou art indeed the lord of gods, the supreme Brahman. Bhakti is a Sanskrit word for devotion or love for the supreme in all its many aspects. Worship of the form is often considered a lower method of contacting the divine. But Hindu tantric psychology has confirmed that it is the most scientific means to attain communion with the Godhead, as expressed in that particular form which is being worshipped. It is not blind faith as some would describe it. In fact, blind faith leads to fanaticism, and that is how all problems between religions arise. In Hindu devotional practices, however, the divinity within you is invoked and placed into the idol before you, so that the idol becomes impregnated with the qualities of not, not just the deity, but of the Supreme. The mind expands and attunes to the cosmic wavelength, and this in turn leads to our spiritual transformation. For many of us, the idol is an effective means for invoking the Supreme. It is a wonderful tool for cultivating devotion. The devotee does not see the stone or the metal which makes the idol, but only feels the divine essence represented by it. The method of making idols and their installation in temples is a special science discovered by the sages. After the installation, there is a technique by which the deity is invoked and life or prana is breathed into the idol. This is an esoteric secret known only to the initiates. These idols were installed in temples in order to help us to commune easily with God. The myriad forms you find in Hindu mythology embody different aspects of this divine power. When we worship the form of Ganesha, we activate the obstacle-removing power of the Supreme, and this influences our own life in a positive manner. Thus, idols are ineffective as well as a beautiful means for bringing us closer to the Divine. Every aspect of life vibrates to a certain throb that emanates from the primeval sound of Om. Their permutations and combinations give rise to the infinite variety of forms. The 51 letters of the Sanskrit alphabet are symbolic representations of these major vibratory states. The science of mantras is based on these letters and their corresponding sounds. Normally, the fourth day of the bright half of every lunar month is believed to be the day for Ganesha and is known as Siddhi Vinayaka Chaturthi. The fourth day of the bright fortnight of the month of Bhadrapada, August or September, however, is the most important and is known as Mahasiddhi Vinayaka Chaturthi. This is the day on which Parvati created Ganesha and Lord Shiva accepted him as his son. Ganesha's birthday was celebrated on this day for the first time in Kailasa. It was on this day also that he is supposed to have killed the demon called Sindur. If this day falls on a Tuesday or a Saturday, it is even more auspicious and is known as Varat Chaturthi. The story in the Mahabharata goes 
that Kunti, the mother of the Pandavas, wanted to see an elephant on that day and asked her sons to fetch one. Gandhari, the mother of the hundred Kauravas, had the same wish and asked her sons also to fetch an elephant. The Kauravas searched and got the best elephant in the land for her before the Pandavas could find it. Arjuna then asked his father Indra, king of the gods, to send him Airavata, his royal elephant. Indra was agreeable, but said he didn't know how to send it down. So Arjuna, who was an expert archer, formed a ladder of arrows by which the elephant came down. Needless to say, Kunti was delighted to worship such an auspicious elephant and blessed her son. The Mahabharata gives a story of another version of this festival. The Pandava king Yudhishthira once asked Krishna the reason why people who did many good deeds got no rewards. Krishna replied that Ganesha was a deity who had been specifically created for giving benefit to those whose good deeds had not been rewarded. He recommended that the fourth day of the bright fortnight of the month of Bhadravada should be kept exclusively for the worship of Ganesha, by which all those who feared that their good deeds were not being recognized would get their just reserves. Ganesha's temples are found in every nook and corner of India, because he's very easy to be propitiated. And very easy, his offerings also are very easy. Drua grass or the cynodon dactylon is something very special to Ganesha. It is always offered to him in all his pujas. It is a herb which has many properties. If the juice is kept in the mouth after chewing the leaves, it helps to combat bacteria in the mouth and wards off infection. As usual, there is a story connected with this grass. Analasura was a demon that created havoc on earth and heaven. The gods approached Shiva, who told them to go to Ganesha. Ganesha swallowed the demon, but was soon seen to be writhing in pain. The sage Kashyaba gave 21 stems of Dhruva grass to Ganesha. After eating them, his stomach pain disappeared. It is interesting to note that all the leaves used in the worship of the different gods like Tulasi for Vishnu and Krishna and bay leaves for Shiva have medicinal properties. The breaking of coconuts in front of Ganesha is a very special offering to him. This is done in all his pujas and also done as a special vow when he has averted any trouble for us. There are two explanations for this. The coconut represents the karma phala or the fruits of our past actions which is what we are either enjoying now or suffering now. Offering this to Ganesha is symbolic of offering our vasanas or inherent tendencies and begging him to deliver us from them. The outer skin of the coconut represents the gross body that has an external show of beauty, but inside it carries a lot of desires and attachments which comprise a subtle body. We have to renounce all our desires except the desire to be united with the Lord. Before breaking the coconut in front of Ganesha, we have to remove the stringy coir representing the body. Then we break the hard shell of our ego and expose the sweet kernel of our pure, sattvic desire to become one with him. Finally, the sweet water denouting our love is poured over him. It is common in South India to break a coconut for him if he averts some danger or accomplishes some desire. <clears throat> the four paths of God-realization in Hinduism are Jnana Yoga, 
karma yoga, raja yoga and bhakti yoga. Jnana yoga is a path of wisdom. Karma yoga is a path of body and mind control. And bhakti yoga is a path of devotion. Of these four, bhakti is considered the easiest and most practical in this epoch known as Kali Yuga. Bhakti is love that is directed towards God. On this path, the longing of the heart is always turned towards the Supreme Spirit as embodied in our own personal deity. All actions are offered to that deity. All the yearning of the human heart for love is poured on that deity alone. Chanting of the names of God is an integral part of Bhakti Yoga. The Purana supplies with many mantras for the different deities which when used in the method called Japa or repetitive chanting produces a tremendous change in our psyche. A mantra is the word symbol of the deity and encapsules the form of the deity within its sound. Every mantra has a presiding deity and a rishi who is the first to discover its use. Just as automatically we answer when our name is called, the deity answers the call of the supplicant when accompanied with love and devotion. Before starting Japa, we have to invoke the form of the deity in our minds. For this, the Puranas give dhyana slogas, or verses for meditation, by which we can picture the form of the deity. It is only after we invoke him in our minds that we can start the Japa. So, in, in methods of puja for Ganesha, a, one of the... Um, there are 18 important mantras which are to be offered to Ganesha with the offering of one piece of Dhruva grass. And these are Om Sumakaya Namaha, Om Egadantaya Namaha, Om Kapilaya Namaha, Om Gajakarnakaya Namaha, Om Lambodaraya Namaha, Om Vikataya Namaha, Om Vinayakaya Namaha, Om Vignanashaya Namaha, Om Dhumraketave Namaha, Om Ganadyakshaya Namaha, Om Phalachandraya Namaha, Om Gajananaya Namaha, Om Vaktadundaya Namaha, Om Shurpakarnaya Namaha, Om Herambaya Namaha, Om Skandapurvajaya Namaha, Om Siddhivinayagaya Namaha, Om Shri Mahaganapataye Namaha As I said, with the repetition of every mantra, one piece of Dhruva glass is to be offered at the feet, at the feet of Ganesha. His favorite number is 21, so one should offer these bits of grass 21 times. We can also offer 21 different types of flowers, fruits and sweet balls. The devotee should eat only the fruits, milk or sweet during the course of this vow. The vow will finish on the fourth day of the bright fortnight of the month of Bhadrapada. It is only on this day that Tulasi leaves can be used for Ganesha's worship. On other days they are prohibited. On the fifth day after the worship, the idol or yantra of Ganesha should be immersed in some holy water. On this day one is supposed to feed 21 Brahmins if possible. This vow is very good for, for the fulfillment of a wish of gaining some spiritual benefit. This puja is normally done at midday and the food offerings are distributed to all after having fed the Brahmins. And it is most auspicious to see an elephant on that day and that is why Kunti in the Mahabharata wanted her sons to get, get her an elephant.
Now there are many other as not only are the efforts of giving uh, Dhruva glass, but many other uh, strange acts connected with um, Ganesha worship. We often find people knocking on their heads with their knuckles when Ganesha mantras are chanted or when they stand in front of the deity. This action actually stimulates certain nerves in the head and allows the flow of nectar from the Sasrara chakra which flows down to the Muladhara chakra at the base of the spine which is Ganesha's seat. Thus the nectar flows over him in a formal libation. This knocking of the forehead is also a gesture of submission and beseeching forgiveness for errors. People are also seen bobbing up and down before him and pulling their ears. This is an expression of humility. Pulling the ears draws the Lord's attention to the penitent devotee who is trying to efface his ego. Esoterically speaking, actually, this action stimulates important nerves which help us to internalize our awareness before starting the puja. Devotees also do pradikshna circumambulations round the temple. This is only done in a clockwise direction. While we are doing this, we are supposed to withdraw our awareness from worldly matters and direct it towards the divine. As we circle the Lord, subtle psychic worldly bondage that accumulate during the day in the human aura are broken. This type of circling helps us to make us single-pointed. All devotees of Shiva and of Ganesha are seen to be wearing ash on their forehead. Ash denotes purity and also reminds us of the transitory nature of life. Ash has no qualities of its own. Whatever wood is burnt, whether sandalwood or fecal matter, all is changed to ash, which has the qualities of neither. Thus, it is a symbol of the Brahman that has no qualities and is nirguna. Moreover, ash has a bright phosphorescent glow that is supposed to act, attract the devas. The red dot which many devotees apply in the middle of the forehead is known as a bindu. It is placed at the exact spot where the third eye is supposed to be located. This is known as the Atnya Chakra and is the seat of the mind and intelligence. The person standing in front of you will be instantly drawn to this red mark on the third eye and thus during the conversation he or she will be able to draw out the best in you. Thus we see that even the simplest thing which the Hindu does as a matter of routine which might appear meaningless to the Casual observer is actually imbued with deep spiritual significance. May Lord Ganesha bless all those who are listening to this recording. Yadaksharam padam vrishtam mantrahinam chayat bhavet tat sarvam deva prasida parameshwara O great Lord, be gracious unto me and forgive me for any errors I might have committed in the words and the meter. Om Gam Ganapataye Namaha